And I'm Chelsea. How have you been, Chelsea? I haven't talked to you in, in weeks. I'm fine. Nothing as interesting as your trip to Texas. Yes, I had a, a really, well, we were taking some time off. We had uh, two great podcasts with Jacob Wright and Joe Gilman. Right. Really excited to do that. Jacob will definitely be back. Joe will probably be back at some point. Uh, I went to Texas. I visited my sister and my stepsister and my step fiance. And, uh, uh, my step fiance hooked me up with some some shows over there, some great shows. That's cool. How'd yeah. that go? Went really well. Yeah. How did your uh, material translate to Texas? Uh, it was Austin, so it was. Oh, so it was okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's fine. All right. Cool. <laughs> exactly I was like, huh? Yeah. 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 That's good. I was gonna say you didn't come back with the Trump hat, so. Yeah. I, I have one joke I've been doing about the Alamo that I was worried people were gonna be upset about, and they they didn't care. Which is, uh, what, exactly? It's, it's like a ten-minute bit, I'm not just going to do this for you. Oh, man. It's a, just about how the, the Alamo is an insanely racist, it was 100% about slavery. And That's it, fair, most of American history is. Yeah, but history just kind of glosses over that, and we all forget that. They're like, wasn't there a guy wearing a coonskin hat <laughs> yeah. here? And they're yeah. like, it's African-American hat now. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was maybe a little too racist. This guy, uh, this Mexican guy came up to me after one of the shows, and he told me this really cool story that I'd never heard about. Um, there's a group called St. Patrick's Battalion in the Mexican-American War. It was like 300 primarily Irish soldiers, all, all immigrants, mostly Irish, mm-hmm. and they defected in the Mexican-American War for uh, ethical reasons. They thought that they were on the wrong side of this, and they fought... America, and they ended up being captured, and most of them were executed. It's like the largest mass execution in American history. That would make a fucking cool movie. Why do they not have a movie of this? Someone make a movie of this. We'll take like 10% producer (laughs) credit. I would 100% see that movie. Oh, fuck yeah. Who's the guy that did uh, Gangs of New York again? Daniel Day-Lewis? No. the Scorsese. Yes. I want, oh, I want God, Scorsese I so to do this movie. I would see that. I'm going to write a letter. Dear Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese, <laughs> I want this to be a movie. That. They do. They live together. <laughs> They're best friends. They have bunk beds. Literal bunk beds. <laughs> it's actually more of a trundle bed. Scorsese <laughs> gets the real bed. Okay. DiCaprio has the trundle. Yeah. But he's younger. He's, he's younger. His yeah. back's better. Yeah. But that's how it works. So, um, everyone, write a letter to Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio requesting a movie. You don't even have to have to title. St. Patrick's Battalion. That's all it has to be. Everyone will be like, yeah, let's watch it. So, also, since we have been gone, uh, we kind of hinted towards this. I don't think we actually 
mentioned it outright. Um, but I think when we were doing the last episode, I had I just started seeing someone mm-hmm. officially, and uh, that relationship is over. That is. Oh, I was wondering. I thought it was, but I didn't want to be like, "Hey, so are you single?" Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just like decided like that eh. was a very short relationship. Yeah. Here, here's the story. I told you this on off air. Right. Now I can tell you off air the story behind that relationship that we... God, I love this story. We had just had sex, and she asked me what I was thinking, and I panicked because I didn't have a good answer, and I said, I think we should be in a relationship. And I immediately realized neither of us wanted that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then she couldn't be like... Uh, no, because, like, everyone's weird hormones and naked. Wow. But my question was, I was like, so what were you thinking about? Probably Batman. Yep, that's what you told me. Yeah. And I believe it. Yeah, it's, this podcast is warping my brain. It's too much Batman. Oh, blame it on the podcast, Danny. <laughs> blame it on the podcast. Okay, yeah, either way. I don't like when girls ask me that question. It's a lot of pressure. I don't generally like the question of, like, what are you thinking about? It's usually Batman. Because here's my thing as a person. If I'm thinking about something that I want you to know about, Mm. I'm not going to wait till you ask me what I'm thinking about. Mm. I'm going to be like, hey, so I was thinking about blah, 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 blah. Like, generally, I err on the side of talking too much. So if I'm being quiet, sometimes it's just because I'm tired. Or, like, I'm like thinking about something and literally last time this happened I was laying in bed with Mackenzie and I was being quiet and he was like oh what are you thinking about and I was like you know cats have catnip do do dogs have anything like that and he was just like what what and I was like don't ask me questions when I'm not ready to talk about it (laughs) because It's just stupid shit like that. P.S. If anybody knows, yeah, let me know because I want to know. Besides, like, human affection. They love that. Right. But cats get drugs, and that's cool. You can blow, like, weed into a dog's ears. Yeah. Yeah, but the dog doesn't get to consume it by himself. Yeah, I don't think they like that either. Well, no, dogs... If the dog ate weed, it would be very sick. Yeah. But cats... Cats love catnip. Cats eat catnip. Chew on it, at least. I also uh, had a, a date last night, two two nights ago. I had a date. And you lived to tell the tale. I lived. She, she was very morbid. Oh, I love morbid people. Yeah, like morbid in like a sexy way. It's like I'm dating Wednesday Adams. No, I love people who can talk about morbid stuff because it actually generally, in my opinion, means that they're like more positive people in general. Okay, well, you were going to love this then. Her family, her, her family business. This is like... Her parents, her great, her grandparents, her great grandparents, they carve tombstones. That's fucking cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I considered being a mortician for a hot second? That's badass. Yeah, I uh, considered being a mortician when I was in high school. Um, what scared me off of it was that one, you were on call, and I don't like that. Mm, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Second of all, a lot of times the body's like moving stuff after they're dead. And I was like, oh, again, I'm going to have to pass on that one. But yeah, that's fucking cool. They move because they're 
zombies or because he's like gas or something? Because of like just gas and like the organs settling and like um, when they go into rigor mortis and then there's a phase after that where they come out of it. Like hmm. it's morticians do great work, you guys. I used to have a friend who's a grave digger. That's kind of scary, yeah. but awesome. Yeah. Again, stories I would want to hear. Yeah. There's a celebrity, and I'm pretty sure it's Whoopi Goldberg, which is hilarious, who used to do the makeup for corpses mm. before they had their like open casket ceremony, which, again, dream job. Would be yes. so weird and great. My friend, uh, the grave digger, said it was like the worst job he'd ever had. That not for any of the reasons you'd think. He said it was that you're spending all day, every day, with people at like their worst moment. Oh yeah. And like it's just like incredibly emotionally taxing. On that same hand, um, I used to sell bridal dresses, and mm-hmm. it is the same way. <laughs> yeah, like the job itself, not that bad. The people that you're working with, horrendous. Yeah. I literally used to tell the woman who ran the dress shop that I worked in, I was like, we should have a candy dish of Xanax, and everyone should have to take some when they come in. Yeah. She was like, if that were legal, I would do that. Can I tell you the creepiest Halloween story I have? This isn't like a ghost story. This is like a true... Yes, absolutely. That I, I might have told you this at some point. I don't think I've talked about this on podcasts. Um, I used to work at Baskin Robbins. Already off to a creepy start. <laughs> my uh, my old boss who worked there uh, hung himself in the back of the store, and there's like a big glass window out front, and it was like October 28th when he hung himself. So all these people in the street could see it, and they thought it was a Halloween decoration. That's kind of like a cool way to die (laughs) like it's terrible and suicide is dumb and mental illness and blah 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 Hmm. but if you're gonna gonna do it it in a way so that people think that you're a halloween decoration that's what i say it made for a really weird environment afterwards yeah work had to be super It, it was like a weird feeling because like it's this is a human being who's dead but also, we really didn't like him. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how to Hey, you liked him more than he liked himself. <laughs> so. The next year, we had a, a different owner, and she hung, like, all these plastic skeletons from the, the ceiling. And somebody wrote, like, a name tag for one of them and said Kevin, which is the, the boss's name. Oh, no, that's amazing. <laughs> but Kevin is a sad name, too. He's a very sad name. I used to give ghost tours, um, and I didn't really have that many spooky things happen, but um, my first apartment that I lived in uh, was part of this, like, in Louisville, near our university, is the, the country's largest Victorian neighborhood. So most of those houses after the Great Depression were split up into different units, and people have them as apartments. And so I was moved into one. And the first night I was there, one of my friends stayed over, and she, like, woke me up in the middle of the night, and she's like, someone's in your kitchen. And I was like, no, you're just hearing the people upstairs go back to sleep. So she like rolls over and goes back to sleep. And then I'm like laying there and I hear what she's talking about. It's like, it sounds like someone's like walking in circles, like pacing around my kitchen. So I grabbed the nearest heavy object, which was a desk lamp. And I get up to go into the kitchen and I like put my hand on the doorknob and pull open the door. Nobody's in there. I was like, 
kind of looking around, like in the closet, whatever, nothing. Turn around to go back to my bedroom, and there's a outside of the kitchen at the back of the house is what used to be a servant staircase mm-hmm. that's cemented off at the top. It doesn't go to anything. And it sounded like someone was like walking up and down those stairs, which don't go anywhere. Yeah. So again, I was like, maybe this person just like got out and was... So the clo- I like was walking over there, and the closer I got to the door, the faster the person started running up and down the stairs. So I opened the door. Nothing was there. I freaked out, slammed the door, went back to my room, put down my desk lamp, pulled the blankets over my head, went to sleep, woke up the next morning, like said bye to my friend, whatever, and then I was doing some unpacking, and I shut my bedroom door, and there was like a thick layer of dust on the back of the door where they'd been doing work on the apartment. Mm-hmm. And someone had, like, taken a finger and written keep out in the dust. so creepy. Super creepy. So I have, like, this, like, belief with ghosts where I'm like, if you're real, if you're not real, whatever. I was just, like, I stood in my apartment and I was like, you were here first. I'm not going to bother you if you don't bother me. Like, I get it. This is your house. Let's just ignore each other as much as possible. And literally the only thing that would happen, I lived there for two and a half years after that night, the only thing that ever happened was there was, um, my bedroom used to be like a formal dining room. So there were two like closet doors that would open mm-hmm. in and out. And one of them would open and close on its own. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. But I was just like, that's, if that's all that happens, then we're doing great. I used to live in this really old house and one of my roommates had a dog and the dog was, uh, had no problem going anywhere in the house had no problem going up or downstairs anywhere, except for the stairs to the basement. She, there was like the one certain stair that she like refused to go past. And like you, she just refused to go past. And you could, um, there's like a separate entrance through the basement. So you could take her up there and she would keep going until she got to that one stair. And like would never in either direction, didn't want to cross that one stair. And we were telling the landlord about it. Yeah, isn't this so weird? The dog won't do that. She's like, you know, like 60 years ago, someone died on those stairs. What? Okay, just piggybacking on that and then end of my like ghost story thing. I have had a dog that I've had since I was a kid and I took him to my apartment. I was like, oh, we're going to stay the weekend like at my house. I'll get to hang out with you, whatever get him in the car he's so excited we like walk into the apartment and he's like a little hesitant Mm -hmm. as soon as i got him into the apartment he would not stop shaking and like barking he was completely terrified of being there i ended up having to take him home like two hours later because he never calmed down Mm -hmm. just like was freaking out was like looking around the room like he was seeing things and like i was like this is creepy. I gotta take you home before I get scared of living here because I just signed my lease. So yes. My, um, I got like one more. Then we, we need to start get into this this uh, Batman stuff. But, Batman. Yeah. My um, my dad is like a big horror. Not so much anymore, but he used to be really big into the horror movies. Mm-hmm. And when he was uh, uh, when The Exorcist. The Exorcist came out. He was living in D.C. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, all filmed in, in D.C. Right. And so he uh, he took a day to go see The Exorcist. And he recognized, like, this 
the staircase where like the priest falls down and like breaks his neck. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly where that was. And so like as he's walking her home, he's like, Hey, we should go down this path and like leads her like to those stairs. And that woman is not my mother. That's no, she <laughs> definitely is not. I don't think there's a second date with her. Um, I have a an ironic story. When my dad when that movie came out, my dad took a girl to see the movie and my dad hates horror movies, but she wanted to see it. He was like, Oh, it's not gonna be that bad. He was like, I was fucking terrified. I will never watch that movie again. It ruined that date. Like, the girl was way less scared than I was. And I was like, yeah, I wouldn't go to that either. But that's like opposite stories for you. I was thinking the other day about how I, as a kid, I was so scared of everything. And there's so many movies that were not supposed to be scary movies that just terrified me. Toy Story. (laughs) Toy Story I was okay with, but Hocus Pocus really scared me. There are spooky parts of that. I will give that one to you. I had a real thing about witches as a kid. I was really scared of them. I have a coworker who is legitimately afraid of witches. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, as an adult. My dad's solution to my witch phobia was he sat me down. We got on the 1993 56K internet, and he brought up his website and, like, taught me all about the Salem witch trials, mm. which is much scarier than... Anything that had been going on in my head prior to that. <laughs> it just created a whole phobia about like being burned at the stake. So he kind of put you on the witch's side. Now you're empathetic towards the cause of the witch. No, now I'm scared of witches and getting burned alive. Or at, after that point I was. So you're a Puritan. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was also scared of sex. So, very Puritan. Is that not a thing? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying legitimately. I did not realize it was a joke. <laughs> I was like, but what experience exposure would you have to sex as a child? Oh, I was molested all the time. All the time? All the time. I'm molested. <laughs> I had so many really specific... I was so scared of getting sucked into another dimension as a kid. Just from anywhere? No, not from anywhere. I had specific spots in my house picked out it's like this seems like it could be a portal to another dimension i'm not gonna sit in this one spot on the couch not gonna i gotta keep away from the back side of the bookcase downstairs could be a portal to another dimension can't touch that one wall in my bedroom that could be a portal are you you're not an only child (laughs) no i was i think even more than most kids i really lived in fiction yeah no i did too um, which is why I didn't have any friends, but... My parents actively discouraged me from reading as a child. I was, used to get grounded from reading. I was reading too much. It was the only punishment my parents could find that was effective, because they'd be like, you're grounded from watching TV, and I'd be like, okay, and go read. My parents, I remember my mom, like, getting upset with me, because she'd be like, what did you do at recess day? I'm like, I just read a book. She's like, no, stop, go play with kids. I used to sit and read at lunch in elementary school. I would bring a book with me and sit with my classmates and not fucking talk to them. She's like, just go play with some friends. I'm like, no, this book is a robot. That's better than friends. I'm sorry. I can be friends with a robot in this book, (laughs) Mom. Mine were mostly, I loved like witches and I loved um, historical fiction and I loved magic and... Those were my, like, probably top favorite book things when I was a kid. But, yeah, legitimately used to get grounded from reading. And that is a true story of how cool I was. My mom used to punish me by making me go outside. No, I I get that. 
I, and then I would sneak books with me and go sit by a creek across the street and read. And then when she figured that out, she would make me go outside without books <laughs> to the point that I did not learn how to ride a bike without training, re- without training wheels until I was in fifth grade. Which is way after most children. Yeah. I grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of rednecks, and I so did not fit in with them. Oh, neither. So it's just... There just just weren't a lot of girls my age in my neighborhood, and if they were, if they were, they were really into, like, super girly things, which is not to say that I wasn't, but I just, I just thought it was boring after, like, five minutes. I mostly played with girls in my neighborhood, because they were the only ones who weren't rednecks. Mm. And I'd have to go to school and be like, no, I'm not friends with anyone in my neighborhood. Girls? No, I don't hang out with girls all day. Did you know girls have cooties? Why yeah. would I hang out with them? What, how do you even play house? I've never played house. That's, why would you ask that? You know, cooties could... It almost sounds like slang for a twat. I think it's... Isn't it lice? Isn't that... Yeah, uh-huh. But think, think about it. Like, girls yeah. have cooties. Yeah. Boys have penises. Girls have cooties. Yeah, but you can't spread vaginas. You can spread. You can. You can't catch vagina. You can catch. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't go to this theory. Grab her by the cootie. <laughs> but now it's just what I'm going to call vaginas now. It's cooties. Oh my god. How great would that be if you start dirty talking with Mackenzie and I go, yeah, fuck my cootie. He would probably not stop, but afterwards he'd be like, that was weird. Let's not do that again. I, I used to have this uh, this idea that I I wanted so hard to, to try this in bed with a girl, but I, I knew that would be the end of any chance of ever having sex with her again, so I never had the balls to, to go through it. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it would be so funny to ask a girl like midway through to start calling me Mr. Udeshi. I just like would I think it would be funny if you were like call me mom <laughs> like, you like you mean like daddy no mom <laughs> like that would be weird but hilarious but you'd also never have sex with her again No, never. actually I feel like with your luck you would end up doing it to someone who like would be like surprisingly into it and be like Okay, and then you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm stuck with this person no. for infinity and beyond. Yeah. What am I going to do? Break up with them? Yeah. Can't do that. Not really. I mean, you accidentally got yourself into a full on relationship just because you didn't want to talk about Batman. Yep. Yep. That, no, it's not that I didn't want to talk about Batman. It's that the I timing was, was inappropriate to talk about I was Batman. to talk about Batman. And I had to. I knew that it was a mistake. I told you it was a mistake. You told me immediately, yeah. not immediately after it happened, yeah. but like within a very short period of time yeah. when I asked about it. Here's my strategy when it comes to breakups. I don't like confrontation. Yeah. So I, I use like, I'm like the Gandhi of relationships. I just use like passive resistance. I just <laughs> totally limp until they break up with me. So tell, walk us through how you um, gandied yourself out of this relationship. I'm curious. I just put no effort into it. I didn't make any effort to like return her text in a timely manner. I just made sure she had to set up any kind of plans mm-hmm. that we had. I waited for her to initiate it. I never suggested doing anything. She's like, oh, you should come over to my house. I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay here. 
You can come over if you want, but I'm not going there. Yeah, so you just basically like a uh, full-on straight mander. I guess. I not know. straight man in the comedy sense, but just like heterosexual male. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's also my seduction technique, so. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty tricky for me. It goes one of two ways. I don't know. <laughs> we could be engaged right now. I, I'm glad it went the way it did, but. I've had a couple relationships where it's just like women throwing themselves at me and me being like, I, what, what am I going to do? Say no to her? She's into me. So I cannot I'm say nervous. I have ever had that situation. The closest I've come to that was once in high school. Uh, I was not... Mm, I would say I was barely dateable in high school. Mm-hmm. And all the guys that I liked were not interested in me, which is fair because I was gross. Mm-hmm. But I, my like junior year, maybe sophomore year, I was like, you know what? How hard would it be to like get someone to like you just by like liking what they like and, you know... Basically, by being a manipulative bitch. So there was a guy who was in marching band when I was in color guard, and I got him to like me. You were in color guard and you couldn't get laid? I was in color guard, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What guy was not? I know, it's it's like cheerleaders. What? (laughs) Color guard is the new head cheerleader. Um, but yeah, he ended up asking me to homecoming, and I felt really guilty about it for leading him on, so then I didn't go with him. But silver lining, the girl he asked instead of me, he's now married to. Oh, shit. So you're welcome. I would say your names, but there's very slim chance that you're listening to this. And you're right. This is literally just us talking into the void. This is like a confessional situation. Mm -hmm. You're thinking he's like a priest. Yeah. Happy second or third or whatever anniversary ish whenever that rolls around zach and amelia did you listen to the uh, mask and zorro episode i did with jacob Wright? i have not had a chance to do that yet okay there's a really creepy confessional priest thing going on oh i love confessionals he's like uh trying to seduce a woman by so he's a very bad priest yeah Mm. Zoro's like pretending to be a priest. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. That's a, like, that's actually a good play. And he's, as a priest, he's telling her, like, you know, you should have sex with Zoro. That'd be, that's really what God wants from you. Yeah, God's like, mm, I know I made, pr- well, you know, priests, I think we're getting in a touchy subject with religion and such. So, Batman? Batman. Uh, we watched two fan films. There's not a lot of Batman Halloween stuff. There's a... Because um, uh, Halloween is awesome and Batman is stupid. <laughs> There's two books, uh, graphic novels I can think of. There's Batman The Long Halloween, which has a lot less to do with Halloween than you think. And uh, there's Batman Haunted Night, which is... Haunted Knight. Haunted Knight, Night with a K. Yeah. It's a collection of Batman Halloween stories. Uh, I think there was a scene in uh, Batman Forever where they're at like some kind of masquerade ball. I don't remember. Um, there's there's very low loss. There's two. We managed to find two fan films that are sort of Halloween-ish. Yeah. I think there's a pretty marked difference in, in quality. There's a pumpkin in one of them, so that's one defi- definitely Halloween. One of them is kind of Halloween toned. There's a very sharp difference in quality. We that is, one is good and one is bad. Yeah. 
without even let's say it together which is the good one on three one two three demon, demon in, in the dark, dark. Yeah. yeah not even a question <laughs> not even a question let's talk about demon in the dark first this one is actually pretty good and it was actually pretty well made like yeah. some of the stuff i was like how did you get that special effect yeah. in there like, like for something that doesn't have any kind of sponsorship by DC. Especially considering my favorite fan film before this was Kid Batman. Little Batman, yeah. Yeah, Little Batman. And the special effects in that one are not great. But this is something I think that's kind of neat about fan films. The idea of people were doing this purely out of love. They, there's no possibility of making money off something because they can't show it commercially. Mm-mm. Um, there's something really beautiful about that. Have you ever heard of the, the movie Raiders? No. It's a fan film of uh, these kids in the 80s were, like, obsessed with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm -hmm. And so they did a shot-for-shot remake of it over the course of, like, seven or eight years, from, like, 11 to 18. And so you, like, see them grow up and age over the course of this movie. And then there's, like, one scene where there's, like, an airplane or something that could never find a way to do that scene. So they went back in like their 40s or their late 30s or something, and they filmed that. And so you see them age from 11 to like 40. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's kind of like that whole wolf pack thing. Have you seen that documentary on Netflix? I did, yeah. I think I told you about that one. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but I caught a couple of like news clips about it. It sounds like a similar thing. Yeah. Anyways, Demon in the Dark. <laughs> uh, it starts with six people walking down a mysterious hallway with these infrared lasers going across it. And then a, a hologram map rises up in front of them and a scientist tells them that if they can survive to drop off this package, those of them that, that survive will get $10 million. To split between them. Right. Which is not that much money. <laughs> Reading this podcast for free. I would take 10 million Yeah, but here's the thing. But our life is never at stake when we're doing this podcast. We also never have to run. I don't know. You you failed the sociopath test. I did fail the sociopath test. I also have to get here every week. That's true. Both of our lives are in jeopardy. So anybody want to sponsor us? That would be great. We'll literally sell anything you want us to. Yeah. Except for Nazi stuff. Chelsea's literally wearing a shirt that says, I am a whore for cheap sex. That is a fact. (laughs) And it is my boyfriend's shirt. So, perfect. Um, so then they start talking about, like, oh, they start, like, kind of whispering amongst themselves, like, alluding to Batman, but never saying his name because of copyright stuff, I think. Yeah, probably. It, it, they just refer to him as, like, a demon. But someone's like, it's not a demon. It's just an urban myth. Yeah. And I was like, that's going to end well. <laughs> they, they're debating about whether or not this demon is real and... Um, so then they, they go out to their armored car, which has the words Demon Proof spray-painted across it. But before they get in, it blows up. Yeah, blows up real big. Yeah. Which, again, for a fan film. Super good special effect. Yeah. Then, like, the, the big muscle guy in his tank top is like, I'll take care of this. Yeah. And he puts on, like, this ski mask that has a scary skull on it. Kind of like a luchador style. Yeah. Mask. He's supposed to be Bane. Oh, is he? Uh huh. Huh. It says in the credits he's Bane. Oh, I didn't read the credits because I already watched well, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, he gets like Spider-Man sucked up in the air. Did Spider-Man do it? Is that? 
Because, like, there was one point where I was like, okay, the Green Lantern's in this. Uh, Green Lantern's also DC. It's the same universe as Batman. Spider-Man. So then who sucked up? I think it's just Batman with, like, a rope. He, like, throws, like, a, a He rope. just threw a noose around him and, like, whoop. I guess. He, he just, he, a rope, like, wraps around uh, Bane's neck and just, like, yanks him off. Like, up into the top of a building. Yeah, yeah. So then he's gone. And um, and then they, they start running, but they see Batman's silhouette and uh, and uh, one one woman her hair turns white and she starts screaming and her screams like emit this big blue blast. Yeah, I was like, I want more of this because yeah. she's like a super wraith and this is awesome. Yeah, and. Uh, the scream starts, like, destroying buildings, like, sending cars flying through the air. She can, like, just pick up cars. Yeah. Uh, and this is a fan film. These special effects are so much better than a lot of the movies we've seen. That's true, 100%. Probably, probably all the movies. Yeah, I would say so. None of the movies we've seen have had any, like, real special effects so far. Yeah. A lot of good underwater filming in some <laughs> of them, but... I mean, we, we're still in, like, the, the 60s, so we haven't reached the age of, like, computer effects at all. Yeah, but then that one, but then one of the girls is like, I'm gonna, I'm tired of this. And they're like, no, don't do it. And she's like, I'm gonna do it. And makes herself a giant. And I was just like, yeah, do you all have superpowers? Well, before that, though, um, the woman with the white hair who's, like, screaming and destroying stuff, um, she raises the truck up over her head. And then I'm not totally clear what happened to her. There's like a, a circle of lights of some kind that like surrounded her. Mm-hmm. And then she just like dropped the truck on herself. So who in the universe would have power to turn off her power? I was assuming that was some kind of badget, uh, gadget from Batman. Badget? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call them, badgets. Badgets. Yeah. Don't know exactly what it was supposed to be, but that was how I read that. Well, then she crashed through the earth, so she is really dead. Yeah. And uh, then they, they keep running, and they see Batman on the rooftops. But then the giant woman. Giant woman. Yep. She yeah. turns into a giant. She's stomping around, being a monster. Yeah. And then. Um, and one guy like takes a picture with his phone. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good touch, though. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. Um. Let's see. Oh, so then it's down this to three. Where, like one of the villains takes a picture. Yeah. So now we're down to three bad guys, two guys and a girl. Yeah. Or, or one of the uh, Batman. Yeah, that's right. That, that would be three. <laughs> one, two, three. Two guys, one girl, three. Right. <laughs> um, so. Counting with Chelsea. This has been Counting with Chelsea. Um, one of the bad guys, the short chubby one, shoots the last girl to use as bait. He oh, no, shoots her in the we stomach. Four. We didn't talk about what happened to the giant. Counting. Chelsea, I thought she just... Counting. No, I was doing great. She stormed off. Chelsea, you can't count. She was a giant. She stormed off, and then the three of them ran away. Batman throws a bunch of gas bombs in her face. Yeah, she, she falls through Penn Station. And oh, that's her. right. Was it Penn Station or th- was it Grand Central? I thought it was Grand Central. I'm not good with geography. Buildings? Well, I'm, not good with, I'm not good with... I don't know stuff. <laughs> is it Batman? I should like hold up pictures of like things and be like, <laughs> Grand Central. Is that Batman? No. Good job. 
picture of Batman. I would kill at that game. You would be really good at that. I can always tell if something is Batman. Batman or no. Yeah. Maybe we'll start doing that game. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, she like fell into a building. And then the three of them were like, run, we're small. Now there's two guys and a girl. Then the short chubby guy shoots a girl a couple of times and says, you're the bait now, yeah. or something to that extent. We don't have to outrun it. We just have to outrun you. And then he shoots her, and he, he shouts, Dinner! Dinner! And then they're just running through Times Square, and uh, Green Lantern just shows up fighting Black Adam. And uh, there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs in the back of this. Like the, the background, um, there's a billboard for Zatara, the magician, who's a really old-school, like, 50s superhero. Did not get that. Yeah. His, uh, his, his daughter, Zatanna, is, like, a more contemporary superhero. Do not know her. Neither of them are super popular. Uh, and the, the, the criminals run through Times Square as the superhero fight destroys everything. Which is, like, the worst. If you've ever been to Times Square, yeah. you cannot fucking run through Times Square. No. You can barely walk through Times Square. I don't think I've ever been to Times Square at a time when I wasn't in a hurry. And oh, yeah, just, absolutely. Every time you're there, you actually have to get somewhere fast. Yeah. And then there's like it's 75 Chinese tourists who surround you. Yeah. And you like can't find your way out because of all the flash from the selfie sticks. It's disorienting. Yeah. I work near Times Square. I'm there all the time. It is terrible. Do not go to Times Square. Ever. We have like a hard deadline. It's like a time you need to stop. Right. And it's hard to get there. It's very hard. It's fine. I I get it. Times Square one time when my friend and I, uh, we went to see Penn Teller on Mm -hmm. Friday. And prior to that, we had done the gallon challenge that day. Uh oh. And drank a gallon of milk each in an hour. Oh. And we had this idea like, oh, it'll be fun. We'll just throw up and then we'll feel good. That's not how that works. Mm -mm. No, you got diarrhea the rest of the day. Oh and no! So we walk back to Times Square, just trying desperately trying not to shit ourselves. Honestly, you should have just shit somewhere. People just pee everywhere down there. It's fine. <laughs> it's so bad. I hate it. But there's so much cool stuff down there, which is what's annoying. Yeah. Did you know the M M&M and M store is the number one tourist destination in the United States? I've never been to the M M&M and M store. Why is there anything there? M&M's, and then there's M&M stuff, like M&M stuffed things. I don't know, I haven't been in, but I keep trying to make Mackenzie go with me, and he's like, do you really want to? And now part of the reason that I want to is because he doesn't want to so badly. <laughs> I don't know, you can get M&M's anywhere. Right? I know, so, but like they have all kinds of colors, and I just want to see what it, I want to see the attraction. I kind of want to see it. You know, you're like, what the fuck? How do you have a building this big that's just an M&M store? I'm sure it's going to be done, but I kind of want to go one time. Yeah, just once. That's yeah. all you have to do. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, using a subway bathroom. <laughs> but I do that all the time, so I'm a bad... You gotta do that once. You gotta do it at least once. Just use the bathroom. Just use the bathrooms. Uh, so the, the, the woman who got shot, she shows up again, and she jumps them and beats them up. Because apparently she can heal herself, which is cool as shit. Yeah, I, I didn't catch her. And she had, like, Wolverine claw things. Yeah. Did you know who that was supposed to be? Because at first I was, like, Black Widow, and then I was like, nope, not the same. No, she's also Marvel. I didn't, I, I know they said in the credits, but she was someone I'd never heard of. 
She was cool. I was like, I would read that comic book. Yeah. Uh, and she uh, she shows off her healing back and she stabs one guy with her wrist blades and uh, Batman silhouette just watches them from the rooftop as she does this. And then she walks away. He just swoops down and just kind of, it, there's like this black shadow that just like engulfs her and just sucks her back up. Right, So, but that was my question, was, like, did he just take her away, or... I guess. Did he just, you know, roll her out of a car in front of a police station? <laughs> like classic well, Batman? Legally, you. You do that. legally, just put a post-it note on her? Yeah. Criminal. You can just drop someone into a jail, and then they're just in jail. Uh, so, the guy who got stabbed, uh, he says that he is a little girl, and he makes the, the last guy promise that she'll get his cut of the, the money. And he puts on a mask revealing that he's dead shot. He's got like a kind of a silver mask with like one red eyepiece. Yeah. Is, I just wrote, I called him weird Cyclops guy. Yeah. This is Will Smith's character from Suicide Squad. Dead shot. Ah! Yeah. They have real names. They do. Um, and so he, he tried... So they had a short chubby guy playing him? Yeah. It, it wasn't... That's not how he looks in the comics. Also, just a point I'm going to make in the middle of this about both fan films. Everyone in both of these fan films is white. Was Deadshot white? He looked like he could have been Hispanic. White. I'm not going to fight you on this. He probably was. Yeah. White people love Batman. I don't know about that scarecrow guy in the next one because you can't see his face, but... I'm gonna shoot in the dark here and say white. I watched all the uh, the bonus footage for that, so I can we, we'll talk about that when we get to that. All right. Um, so Deadshot tries to shoot Batman, and Batman throws a batarang through his hand, and uh, as he keeps firing at Batman, we see Batman reflected in his silver mask as Batman swoops down on him, and then. Um, the last guy is on a rooftop when Batman rises up behind him, throwing him into... It, it just, it, it's like a scene of like a horror movie. Like mm-hmm. The guy is just standing there, and Batman kind of slowly rises up, and he just grabs him, and he throws him against this wall. And uh, the criminal tells Batman he can smell toothpaste and ginger ale on his breath. So he's not a demon, he's just a man. And we, Which was probably my favorite part of this whole thing. To be fair, that line. I think it's so absurd. I was going to say, if you think it's a good line. No, no, no. I think it's like, like what, first of all, those two things together, you wouldn't be able to really tell, like, their specific things. Like, if right. it was like, oh, you've got, like, strong. right, it'd be like, oh, I can smell, like, beer and onion rings on your breath. Cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah. Although smoking doesn't Whiskey. Like Whiskey. But. The ginger ale is not. I'm not even sure how ginger ale smells at all. I loathe ginger ale, so I don't know. But anyway. This is good in a lot of ways. The acting is not good in this. Film. The acting is better than a lot of the ones. Yeah, it's... For, as fan films go, the acting is pretty good. It's right. Great right, right. Um, oh, we forgot to mention that the whole time he's been carrying a, a thermos. Yes. That the, the criminal has, which... We're kind of, we assume it's the package they're supposed to be. Yes, exactly. Um, But he reveals that the thermos is not the package. Batman is the package. Yeah. 
And so he's been trying to get Batman to this rooftop where Batman is standing. And Batman says, yeah, I know. I know. Double twist. Uh, It's like M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) It's like two M. Night Shyamalan. Double M. Eminem. Eminem Night Shyamalan. Eminem Night Shyamalan. The Eminem Night Shyamalan. Let's Perfect. Full circle. We need to go into business together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something should happen with that. Yeah. Uh, so the this Wait, so just an M&M night Shyamalan would be like a Skittle, but instead of having an S on it, it would have an M on it and be an M&M color. So then when you bite into it, you'd be thinking you were going to get an M, M&M, like chocolate goodness, but then surprise, it's a Skittle. And when you go to complain, you find out the cashier is actually a ghost. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, the cashier's dead the whole time. What? No, the cashier is hanging there. You think it's a funny Halloween prank, but they're dead. Callbacks. Yeah. All right. Callbacks to horrible, dark, awful things. This is our life. This is normal. (laughs) Um, So then the helicopters show up, and they're surrounding the building and just shooting the shit at the top of the building. Yeah. Well, the criminal, first, he's got to go... Uh, ignition switch type thing. That he, oh, yeah. He like, he's trying to blow up Batman. Yeah. And there's, like, some sparks that go off around the rooftop. Nothing really happens because Batman has taken out all his traps. And uh, Batman just fucking stands there like a dummy while the, the criminal calls someone on his first radio and then police helicopters. Batman stands there for, like, 15 seconds just doing nothing. It's confusing, though. Are they police helicopters? I'm not clear. Because they start shooting at everyone on the roof, including Batman, and then Batman saves the bad guy. I'm really not clear whether they're supposed to be. I I guess they could be police, because there's a scene in Batman Year One that's really reminiscent of that, where the police are not on Batman's side yet, because he's Commissioner Gordon hasn't really come in, and he's just like this urban myth. And he's just fucking weird. Yeah, and there's some stuff... That comes in a, in a minute that is absolutely inspired by Batman Year One. So I'm thinking that's what they were going for, is that they they see him as both of them as criminals. Uh, I will yield the floor to you. Your yeah. knowledge of Batman is more extensive than mine. So all the power goes out on all the buildings in the surrounding area. The police open fire and they start shooting missiles at the roof. And Batman and the guy jump off the roof, cut the credits. And as the credits roll, these news reports debate whether or not Batman is an urban legend. And they have these, um, like, artist depictions of Batman as, like, a, just a giant bat monster. Yeah, it was weird, but it was, like, good, and I... It's straight out of Batman Year One. And, and, like, and like Danny said, it's straight out of Batman Year One. Yeah. The first year of Batman. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the... Batman is watching the police on his computer, and the, the main criminal, uh, he's just hanging upside down from some building or something. He's ranting about how he's going to get a costume, a yellow and orange costume. And this is kind of a, a deep cut. that he's, he's supposed to be Catman. That was what they were going for. Yes. I thought that was the case. You knew that? No, oh. but I put together the costume mm-hmm. and the play on words, and I was like, Catman, Batman, Catman. Yeah. But I don't know any kind of context with that. Right. They, they have him listed in the credits as Thomas Blake, and that's Catman's alter ego. Um, 
Catman's kind of a short, fat loser. He, that would have been better to have the short, fat guy playing Catman. You know what, though? I feel like if you there were such a thing as a cat man, he'd be a pretty chubby guy. A lot of cats are kind of fat. Yeah, they love being fat. Yeah. They just lay around. And their power would be like making you sneeze. <laughs> I mean, there is a cat man in the comics. Um, so, what do you think? What, what are your final thoughts? We're going to do one more fan film, but let's, let's wrap up this one. We'll put him. Uh, Matt Kohler. Batman in this. What do you think of Matt Kohler? What do you think of the movie? I mean, Matt Kohler was barely in it, so I feel like you don't get any points for that. Um, I will say I still like Little Batman more. <laughs> you like Little Batman more than everyone. I'm not. I, I tagged you in that French Bulldog video on Instagram where he's wearing a Batman t-shirt. I didn't see that. Oh, let me see if I can find it because he will be my favorite Batman. Um, the movie overall, I overall though, I think the the fan film is very well done. Yeah, I love the way uh, they did this thing very well. That the, the Christopher Nolan, the Dark Knight trilogy, did this too, where it's it's shot almost like a horror movie, and Batman is like the like the monster in, in some kind of horror movie. You really, yeah, you don't see him directly very much he doesn't really speak very much he's just kind of lurking in the shadows and he's this monster and you're not sure if he's a demon or a person or what he is and what's going on um i mean the way he rose up in the, the background right that was super christopher nolan yeah it's super christopher nolan or also that could absolutely be jason Voorhees. that's true you're right there i mean and i think that for me that is the most authentic, like, form of Batman. Because I kind of, I think part of the reason I hate, I dislike Batman so much is that he's become, like, this hero in a canon. But really, he is kind of a villain mm-hmm. that doesn't do bad things. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. I, I get that. That's kind of my favorite version of Batman. Yeah, like, that's the kind of Batman that you can get behind, where you're like, because it doesn't make sense people are like, oh, these horrible things happened to him, and now he wants revenge and whatever, because there's no hero who so is out for revenge. When we get to the Dark Knight, right? Dark Knight Returns, because that's exactly who Batman is in that. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think that there is a superhero who saves people because his motive is revenge. Yeah. That it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But a supervillain can absolutely be motivated by revenge, but only target certain people. Motives are revenge necessarily. I, I think it's. I mean, there's a lot of. People. I think I kind of think it is. It's like every time he catches someone who's doing a bad thing, he's preventing the same things that happen to his parents from happening to other people. I see it more as a, a control freak kind of thing. Because if he really wanted to stop criminals, he'd just become a cop or something. But he needs to be in control of every situation. He needs that power over everyone. Because he's a sociopath. Yeah, because he's a sociopath. Exactly. So that's but the overall, case. I was very impressed by this by this film. I, I thought it was the special effects were uh, for what this is. It, it was very good. I mean, you got to keep it, you got to go into this knowing this is not. A, Honestly, I enjoyed watching this more than I've enjoyed watching almost everything else we've watched on this podcast. Yeah. Also, it's only like 17 minutes long. It's pretty short. Including the credits, yeah. which I did not watch. <laughs> but I, I think Matt Kohler, the, that version of Batman where he, I think 
think less is more sometimes with Batman. I agree. I think he's a more powerful figure when you don't have to see him being in like an asshole. Mysterious. You're not supposed to know everything about him and everything that's going on. And his girlfriend's name. Whatever. It's not important. So many of these movies who watch Batman is they all take place like during the day. Even when it's nighttime. Yeah. They film them during the day and they're just like, they won't notice. The, the fact that this took place like entirely at night, and that alone makes it better than a lot of stuff we watched. And honestly, the logistics of them filming it at night and having it come out as well as it did, mm-hmm. very good. Where do you put, let, let's review the list. We're rapidly approaching the point where we can't be reviewing the list every episode. That for now, we, there's only 10 spots, so let's, let's go over them real quick. All right, all right. It's also been a couple weeks, so... Gotta fresh him up. At number one, we have Dolphy, who played Batman in James Batman, the Filipino James Batman. Yes. Number two, Catherine Victor from the wild world of Batwoman. God, I love that woman. Number three, we have Adam West from the 1966 Batman. Then Maury Monti from La Mujer Musier Lago, the Mexican Batwoman. Oh, yeah. She was cool. And then we have Lil Batman at number five. Jack Smith from the Andy Warhol Batman Dracula. Number seven, we have Robert Lowry from Batman and Robin. And here's where the list starts to take a very sharp Yeah, plummet. Uh, number eight, we have Noah. There's the blank spot there. This is, that's the, the cutoff for me is when it becomes like unforgivably awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number nine, we have a tie between Lewis Wilson from the 1943 serial and Joel Phillips from Batman TM. That was the one who was just lying there the entire time. Yeah. This guy who played Batman would at least be better than no one. Yes. And uh, the final spot, number 10, we had David Noble from The Disagreement. Oh, fucking Christ. I forgot about how much I hated that one. Yeah, that was really bad. That was the one. Oh, fuck. Catwoman and Wonder Woman are having a tea party, and you barely see David Noble at all. I'm literally livid about that still. So I don't think there's any question. He goes above David Noble. Uh, I would agree that he goes above no one. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think he goes above Dolphy for me. I want to put him at number one. You want to put him at number one? He doesn't even do anything. I like that he doesn't. I like that he's so mysterious. That's. I mean, the mystery's cool, but like on a lot of them, we've we've gauged them on like gadgets and use of sidekicks. I do say that I like that Robin was not involved in this one. He's got gadgets. I'll give him number one just for not having Robin. That's literally all it took for me. Number one. Uh, This next Batman, I don't think has a shot at going in at number one because we watched Batman Night of Halloween. That's Night of the K. It's so bad. Never watch it ever, ever, ever. It was sponsored by a kickboxing school. They produced this movie. But Batman, like, I don't want to ruin it, but he basically never wins any fights. He wins one fight. Well, let's let's talk about what happens here. It Stupid off poop. With uh, with Batman, or no, I'm sorry, with Catwoman. She's in some kind of. How would you even describe where where is she? She's at like a warehouse. Is what yeah, I went with. That's a, that sounds right. Warehouse. She has like a warehouse. She finds a Joker playing card with like a note to Batman. 
uh, Batman meet me here tomorrow or something dumb. Yeah. And um to save the date. Yeah. Uh, Batman and Catwoman have this fight, and I had to reload this two or three times and restart my computer and try and start, try and find another version of this because the audio goes in and out of sync Mm. for like a five-minute period. I didn't even notice or care because it's just fight scenes. Yeah. The whole movie is. It eventually gets back in sync, but for like five minutes, it's really touch and go. Um... And it's not my computer. It's absolutely the video. So Batman's costume... Is gigantic on him. Yes. It's way too big. Yeah. It's... When we talk about, like, Lewis Wilson costume is too big, that doesn't even compare. This is so big for him. It's, it's just incredibly baggy. It looks it's, pathetic. And the head on it, yeah. it looks so big. On his stupid small head. The mask is just has these big pockets of air where it's kind of sticking out. It doesn't fit him. No. It's, it's like a dad wearing his kid's suit. No, his kid. I was going to say opposite <laughs> of that. <laughs> it's like a dad when he wears children's clothing. Right. You no, know. That's the thing your dad does. You know, dads do that. Your dad shows up. In the Sometimes of the night. dads just want to have fun too. Sometimes your dad just shows up in the middle of the night. And he just starts yelling at you and demands that you let him uh, wear your clothes. Yeah. That's an experience that everyone has had, right? Yeah, dads do it. And then they say, oops, I thought it was mine and I shrank it. <laughs> My bad. And after that, your dad has to go away for a long time. He goes away for a while. I'm still trying to find that Batman French Bulldog because it's really important to me. So his costume looks like... Michael Keaton's costume from the 1989 Batman. But like if... Um, They're way too big. That guy from the Mac and PC commercials was wearing it. Yeah. But the Mac guy, not the PC guy. Right. What's his name? John Hodgman. Is that really his name? That's the PC. I don't know the Mac's name. Yeah, I'm, Mac. looking, I'm looking for the Mac's name. I don't think that's his name. I don't know. The guy who's in... Generic white guy with dark hair. I know, but I don't know his name. Yeah, I don't know. Um, So Batman and and Catwoman, they have this fight, and then they make out a little bit, and she throws him to the floor. Batman's not a good fighter. Batman is a terrible fighter. He gets his ass kicked a lot. Over and over. And then... uh, She's just... Why are we watching this? Scarecrow shows up and finds the the Joker's car, and uh, there's only two sets in this. It's the warehouse and there's like a junkyard. Is Scarecrow a real life villain in Batman? He is. Because he might be my favorite Batman villain. He is a real He life. is weird. Yeah. And spooky and I like his needle hand. The Scarecrow in this and the Harley Quinn in this are both heavily inspired by the uh, Batman Arkham Asylum games mm. where they got to look for both those characters. Gotcha. Um, Scarecrow does not always have needle but in Arkham Asylum, he did. I like the needle hand. It's That's cool. Uh, so Scarecrow shows up, finds the Joker's guard, then Catwoman shows up at the Joker's junkyard. Joker's junkyard. Yeah. His cool hangout place where she trains him, where he trains her to fight. That scene didn't make any sense. There, there's no... It, 
she's just like, yeah, I fought Batman, and... No, I need to fight you. Yeah, I kicked Batman's ass, but I still need to train more. So can you train me how to do kickboxing? It didn't... The reason for the... They just had this fight that didn't... There's no reason for it. I will say, though, I felt like whoever this person was, this Joker really understood the essence of, like, Joker as a character. Oh, I thought the exact opposite. I hated this Joker. Really? I hated him. I, it really reminded me of the Joker from the Adam West films. I can kind of see that. They were going for, like, a um, Heath Ledger look, but he, he had... But those weird prosthetics were so bad. It was really bad. Like and you could see the edges. Cuts, um, his lips. And he had like a bowl cut. He looked kind of like Mo Howard from the Three Stooges. <laughs> uh, the second Joker looked better, but I think the first Joker, like... Yeah, two different people played the Joker. The first one, I don't know the second one's name, but the first one was Adam Pecorar, who, who played both Batman and the first Joker. Yes. Uh, and he does this weird kind of maniacal laughing... I like when he like was jumping on the bed and like. One more Joker jumping on the bed. Yeah, it's just really irritating. He did fall off and bump his head. Actually, really irritating to listen to. And this fight goes on for so long. It's like a twenty minute. After it's over, like she hasn't even broken a sweat, and I was like, "How was that helpful for you?" And they're not even... How was that training? They're not even, like, enemies. This is just... He's training her. But he's not a good fighter. That's not him. No. That's not him. That's That'd not be like him. coming to us and being like, Hey, I'm training for a marathon. Do you want to coach me? Yeah. We'd be like, in what? Right. <laughs> and the Joker's strength in this and also in every other incarnation of Batman. Mm-hmm. I know that he's, like, this amazing martial artist. It's, he's crazy. Yeah, crazy gets you a long way. Yeah. Kept my mom married for 25 years. <laughs> Not a joke. She's crazy, but I love her. Just... Uh, so it ends with Catwoman just kind of sitting on Joker's couch in the middle of his junkyard. And, just, and she's like... Oh. I don't like your couch. And then she tries to do like a cat stretch, but she's not a good actress. Yeah, the really bad. Really this. bad in this. I think it wasn't great in the last one, but that was so much better. Oh, yeah. And it was shorter. Why? Yeah, Longer so does fun. not mean better. So Batman shows up at the Joker's hideout, and then Scarecrow is, is already there, and he injects him with fear toxin. Uh, Which is also called LSD. Yeah. Well, it should be kind of like LSD. They, they did this thing where it's just... Depending on what incarnation of the scarecrow, it's it's usually kind of a trippy yeah. experience that you know, right. it, it makes you see like your worst fears. Mm-hmm. And um, it, there's in Batman Haunted Night. I just reread that in preparation for this, and there's a very similar story that I think they had to have been influenced by, where the Joker, I mean, a, a scarecrow injects Batman with fear toxin, mm-hmm. and he kind of starts tripping out. And the scarecrow leads him into, like, this labyrinth. And it's got, like, these walls of, of thorns. And Batman starts freaking out. And he doesn't... He gets lost. And he starts, like, cutting at himself. And he's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do. And, and Don't and, we see thorns in it at one point? Maybe. I don't, I don't recall that. 
that in this all that happens is like different villains show up which is like the least interesting possible thing to have is Batman's worst fear is just villains he fights all the time I would have done it where Batman's worst fear is that he was the reason his parents died that would have been so much more interesting like he that they were going out to do something and he was like no 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 wait let me show you this cool dance i made up today because that's what little kids do i guess and then he like he's his parents are like we're really running late we've got to go and he's like please just one more time or like one more story and then they leave and that's when they get killed in the car accident they got shot whatever if it was like him as like a like, it's Batman in the suit and everything, but his parents are, like, giant. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, he's a little kid. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, like they're telling him, like, we didn't want to go down that alley. You made us. This is your fault. It's mm-hmm. your fault. That would have been so much more interesting than a yeah. bunch of kickboxing. Yeah. Because yours was stupid and boring. Yeah. I don't yeah. ever want more than, like, five minutes of a fight scene over yeah. the course of an hour. And I mean that. Yeah. I Take mean- note. These are all that happens. The Riddler shows up, then Bane shows up, and then Batman gets his ass kicked. Batman gets his ass kicked, and then he eventually beats them. And it's just that's not his greatest fear. No, he's not afraid of them. That would be like if if my greatest fear as a comedian was like an audience that isn't very responsive, which is called every open mic night in Brooklyn. Yeah, it can't be my greatest fear if it's something that I dealt with a thousand times. Right. It's something I don't like, but it's not a phobia. It's not a Here's fear. another good one. Huh. Uh, like, say something is happening to Alfred or Robin, and it's his fault. And he's there, and he's trying to save them, but he can't, and they die because of it, because they're the only family he has. Everything would be more interesting than, than what they went with. Yeah. Everything would be so much better. Batman won the lottery, so we would be double rich. But yeah. Alfred washed the lottery ticket. Yeah. Worst fear. Sorry, I got a little off topic. Or like the police like turning on Batman somehow and like the, the Joker becomes like the commissioner of police or I don't The penguin as the police commissioner. Sure. Can you The Penguin runs her president. That's pretty much the plot of Batman Returns. I haven't seen any of these movies, so I'm just like spitballing here. Yeah, it's pretty close to the plot of Batman Returns. I'm doing a great job. Yeah. Like, look at me coming up with ideas other people have already had a long time ago, how original and inspired. Uh, so Scarecrow shows up again and Batman starts freaking out. He's just like, and like grabbing his head. That's accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harley... Quinn just pies him and then sprays whipped cream in her mouth. Uh, same woman playing the Harley Quinn and Catwoman. Uh, she beats huh. him up. You didn't pick up on that? Nope, didn't care. Didn't check the credits again. <laughs> Only like three people in this. Wow. Yeah. How was it so long? Yeah. They have a big fight. And Harley plays with this weird clown doll. That she, so she keeps calling it her baby. Yeah. But it reminds me of Benny the taxi driver from Halloween Town. I use that reference specifically because I was homesick yesterday and watched Halloween Town High and returned to Halloween Town. I vaguely remember that. He's got like a pumpkin head. He's a skeleton and he oh. drives a taxi cab. No, that's not what I thought he was. I'll send you a picture right now. Um, so Batman chokes her out with this chain and she asks Batman if he's seen her baby and then smashes it against the wall. 
which I kind of get as a character choice because of like she's crazy and she wants a family, but she can't have a family because the Joker's like, I'm gonna beat you up. I hate you. I guess I could see that making sense up until the point she smashes it against the wall. Yeah, no, she's insane. Yeah, but not insane in an interesting way. Insane in this really boring... Oh, in this she's insane in a boring way. In real life she's insane in an interesting way. She's not a real person. I know, but I mean like in the things that real people have made, not just fans. Uh, She starts... Driving a car towards Batman, she's just suddenly in a car and driving towards him, and it hits him and then disappears. And then a totally different person playing the Joker, with a totally different haircut, like very long hair. Totally different makeup. Mm-hmm. I like this Joker a lot better. I do too. He looks better. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. There's the Halloween time guy. But he looks like the baby. Yeah. yeah. He's a skeleton. <laughs> And all skeletons look alike to me. I'm a, That's racist. I'm, <laughs> I'm colorblind. All skeletons look alike to me. All We're all saying, the same color on the inside. All I'm saying is these fucking skeletons, I can't do one from the other. <laughs> these skeletons just need to go back inside people's bodies and uh, stop taking all our cab driver jobs. Stop moving into our neighborhoods. Taking all of our jobs. Stop scaring our women's. Yeah. And, uh, hey, at least you don't have to worry about a skeleton raping your women. Yeah, I don't have to worry about a skeleton boning some woman. Nope. So the Joker hits Batman with the uh, jack o' lantern, and he. Which was my favorite part of this whole thing. Yeah. And it wasn't even that good. That, this is supposed to. It specifically says it takes place on Halloween. That's the only indication that... That's the only thing that happens that's at all. It's also all during daytime. Yeah. Which is... I hate that so much. Yeah. They're like, well, you got a Saturday free. You want to film us on a Saturday afternoon? Yeah. I mean, like, 2 o'clock? Yeah. I'll bring you some sandwiches. You're not free until 3? Okay, that's fine. I'll play the Joker for a while. Then you can... Yeah. We'll start off with me as the Joker, and then we'll switch to you. And uh, when you come, will you bring some sandwiches? I've read all the comments on this movie, <laughs> the YouTube, and the guys like explain how these things. All these people like, why were there two different Jokers? He's like, uh, because I was playing Batman in that scene and I couldn't fight myself. <laughs> it's like, well, why don't you have the same guy play the Joker in both scenes? Why, why didn't you have him playing the Joker in the first one? Wait a second. So the first Joker. That, oh my god. Yeah. That's so sad. That's the guy who owns the kickbox in school. He owns it? Uh-huh. I would never have pegged him as the owner. I, I guess it's He's not like true. He looks like one of us getting up and fighting. He doesn't seem like he's in amazing shape. No, he I'm does not. Because the costume's so baggy, but he doesn't No, he doesn't move well. No. He's good at fake falling though. The Joker hits Batman with a crowbar, and he starts saying, you can't beat a classic Batman, which I I wasn't sure how to read that line. I don't know if he's just saying... I think the, you know, the dialogue here was very secondary. Yeah. I I don't know if he's just saying, like, a crowbar is, like, a classic weapon, or there's... I... Maybe I'm overthinking this, but there's a famous Batman story called Death in the Family, where 
Joker beats the second Robin to death with a crowbar. And I'm wondering if that's what they were alluding to. Maybe, because that would make more sense with, like, the whole, like, greatest fear thing. Because then it's, like, drawing back to, like, remember when you let your Robin get smashed to death with a crowbar? (laughs) Remember? Remember when you let your Batman get smashed to death with the crowbar? What is this voice? (laughs) Who is this character you're doing? That second one was member from the Member Berries from Um, South Park this season. Member? Member? Um... So Harley shows up to... You remember Nick at Night? You remember the Cosby show? <laughs> Harley starts showing up to root the Joker on and doing like this kind of cheerleading thing. And then the Joker just starts doing ballet. And yeah. It was supposed anymore. to be funny, but it was yes. like not funny. It was not funny. Cut to the junkyard where Catwoman shows up with a single diamond ring. Diamond. Diamonds. And she says, what a good haul. And then she finds Batman freaking out. So she just punches Scarecrow. He tries to inject her, but she beats him up. And the Joker tries to shoot Batman, but he keeps, like, dodging the bullets. Mm-hmm. So he's not a good fighter, but he is capable of dodging bullets. Yeah. Uh, Joker smashes him in the head with a pumpkin again. Did that happen or did I fuck up on my notes? You may have fucked up on your notes, but... I think I fucked up on my notes. That's okay. Batman defeats... I think I watched this movie in pieces because this was so... It's terrible. Yeah. It was awful. Batman defeats the Joker who urges Batman... Just kill me. You know you want to. Your greatest fear is not killing me. It's having me out on the street where I can cause harm to others. Batman gives his big monologue where he says his, his greatest fears and the Joker, it's becoming a killer. That's my I literally fear. wrote down, it takes courage not to kill. Blah, 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 sappy bullshit. Fuck you. This is the least interesting possible version of this story. My dialogue was actually better than theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Although there is a point to like backtrack when Batman's fighting Bane. He says, you may be strong for a man, Bane, but you have the same vulnerabilities as all men. And then he kicks him in the crotch. How did I not? I don't know how you missed that, because that was, like, hilarious. Yeah. Um, I hated Bane in this. Because he was chubby. You were like, yeah. you're not Bane. Riddler, Bane, and... The Riddler was good, though. Same guy. Same guy as Bane. He looks a lot better when his body's covered. <laughs> but I hated the... the Bane, had, his dialogue was so bad. He's like, more than a man, but less than a god. I'm not a god, but I am a very strong man, Batman. <laughs> I have the big muscles. It was so dumb. I am Tom Hardy. Have you seen my MySpace? <laughs> I am not a god, but I could more be a, a god. Um... And so Catwoman gives, she gives like a Tommy Wiseau level reading of this line. Bat, Batman, could you pull it together? Yeah. And then that just like snaps him out of this hallucination. Batman, could you pull it together? Come on, Batman. Can you p- p- pull it together? <laughs> uh, and then he does, and he... Punches the Scarecrow's lights out. And injects Scarecrow with his own fear toxin, causing Scarecrow to see him as this monster. 
Which is ironic because that's how the villains are supposed to see Batman anyway, but he's a pussy in this. Yeah, and that's what should have been happening to Batman. He should have been seeing trippy, weird stuff like that instead of just the stuff he normally deals with. I hated it. And then, stupid, stupid, stupid. Then it's like, oh, we're safe. Batman and Catmom and Kiss. Yeah, she's like, I'll see you, I'll kick your ass. And he like grabs her and kisses her. End of end of movie. Yes, I was making them kiss together. I'm making kissing noises. You know what though? I did have an ex boyfriend who, on one of our first dates, we watched the original Planet of the Apes, and there's a part where they kiss in those masks they have. So they like kiss like, and we used to like kiss with our mouths like that because of I'm cool and date nerds. I always used to, I always used to blow air into her mouth. Oh, I do that too. Mackenzie yeah. also likes to do spit kisses, and I hate those. It's not like full on like spit. It's just like I hate it. Like I just hate it like so much. In your mouth? Basically, I hate it. I thought you just meant like super, super wet. Yeah, he just like hawks a loogie into my mouth. I would never date someone who did that. Gross. My self respect is low, but not that low. And then after all that, that's the end of the movie, but there's like five fucking minutes of behind-the-scenes footage. Didn't watch it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's like 22 minutes of a movie and twenty and five minutes behind the scenes. That's almost a quarter of this, the, the length of the actual movie. That's too much. And it was not interesting. It, nobody gave a shit. You, like the movie. You all you really saw Catwoman and Harley Quinn were the same person. I think the Scarecrow was played by different people. I know Catwoman played her played him at one point. I think someone else played him at some point. It, Get more friends, guys. Maybe you'll have more friends if you stop doing shit like this. Yeah, uh, Adam Pecoraro. He plays Batman and the first Joker. He wrote and directed and edited this movie. And he's the, the head of a kickboxing school. That explains why the editing and writing were so good. Yeah. And the directing and Batman. And the, just all of the acting. How great would it be if he also made the costumes for this? I wish they were just all wearing kickbox. Watch him, like, actually, like, have somehow stumbled upon us talking about this. And we're just, like, shitting on this thing that he made. Like, totally a cool way to spend your time, but we are comparing you to people who have studio budgets. I'm sure this was really fun for them to make. I'm sure they had a great time. Also, just going to put it out there, the girl in this is a good fucking fighter. Like, yeah. even with just choreographed fighting, I was like, you could kick all of these guys' asses. Yeah, which really just highlights how bad Batman is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, you I, are bad. More like Batman, am I right? Uh, <laughs> more like Batman. Isn't that a joke the Joker makes? I think he did at some point. I think he makes it in like the dream sequence. Yeah. I'm gonna do a Catwoman stretch now. Oh, Joker, you really should get a more comfortable couch. <laughs> uh, so that's that's it. That's uh, yeah. That's all of them. Night of Halloween. Knight. Uh, Where. Do you recommend people watch? We didn't talk about that. Absolutely not. 
Do you recommend the last one people watch? Yeah, that's. I would recommend people fun. watch the last one. It's cool to see what people can do in the confines of their home and like with, you know, what normal people have at their this fingertips. One hundred percent, don't watch it. No, I would put it below the lowest one on our I list. Wish I could unwatch this. Yeah, I wish that I had not watched this. Yeah. I thought about not watching it about five minutes in and then just being like, well, if Danny can just talk about it. But I pull my weight. Here's the real question with this. I, obviously, this guy's going very low. Very listener. bottom. You think he's worse than David Noble? That was the one in the Andy Warhol? That was the one in the disagreement. The, the team, mm. team I want to say... he's worse than David Noble. Fine. Just because David Nopal was a misogynist pig who was dating two women without their knowledge. And didn't wear a costume or have any gadgets or do anything interesting. We'll make him second from the bottom. Is he better than... No, he's not better than Lewis Wilson. I was going to say, no way. No way is he better than Lewis Wilson. Yeah. Lewis Wilson learned lines. (laughs) Like... Lewis Wilson's costume... This is, I never thought I'd say this, but Lewis Wilson's costume fit much better. The whole, it was spectacular compared to this. Yeah. No, wait, Lewis Wilson's costume wasn't that. It was Robert Lowry's costume was really baggy. Everyone's is better than this. Yeah. All right, I'm, I would agree with that. Between Lewis Wilson and David Noble, uh, number 10 on the list. Uh, Chelsea, what do you want to plug? Just my uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, as always. Um... I am on Twitter and Instagram most, and that you can find me at a mouthy broad. That's my handle. Uh, nothing really coming up for me in the future. What about you? Uh, like and subscribe to the the podcast. Give us a rating; it really helps us. Um, like the Facebook group. I've got some uh, friend me on Facebook, Danny Rathbun, R A T H B U N. I'm on Twitter at Danny Rathbun. Uh, I've got some shows coming up. Uh, I will be at Eastville Comedy Club uh, September 26th. That should be the day this comes out. Um, I'm going to be at... October 26th, you mean? October 26th, the day this comes out. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I'm going to be at Dangerfields Comedy Club. Uh, It's not totally decided when. It's looking like it'll probably be November 2nd. Um, I will post on the Facebook group and let you know Matt's decided. And I'm going to be doing a benefit show in D.C. at Shaw's Tavern Saturday the 12th with uh, my good friend Matt Dundas. It's a benefit for homeless people or something. I don't know. Matt Matt is the sweetest, most wonderful man in comedy. He's is always doing good things. Uh, very, very funny guy. He's also... Matt is like the only person on earth who I... There's so many comedians who just say shitty things and people just let them get away with it or they go the other way and they're like, whoa, you'll, you can't say that there are differences between men and women at my show. Get out. Matt is like the only person on earth who I've ever seen legitimately sit down with someone and be like, hey, you know that joke you do about how women are all whores and you want to fuck them to death and then throw all the faggots on top of them and set them on fire. I can see why you think that's funny, but let's have a conversation about why that might be making people uncomfortable. And Bob uh, Dylan should share his Nobel Prize with him. Matt Dundas is a wonderful man. Uh, big fan of Matt Dundas. 
Maybe he should come here and be on our show. I would love that. I will try and get Matt on the show or maybe do a bonus episode with him on mm-hmm. there. Yeah, or we could Skype in. We could Skype him in always. I would love that. I, I'll reach out and see what we can do. All right, that's going to do it for us. That's it for tonight. Bye. Bye.